And now, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Betty Davis. This is a first for me on the Hollywood Palace tonight. This is the first time I've ever followed an elephant act. <laughs> this being an all-feminine show, with the exception of our host, I'd like to do something on tonight's prevailing subject, girls. It was written by that outstanding leading lady of literature, Dorothy Parker. Dorothy Parker is the one who said, men seldom make passes at girls who wear glasses. And with that one line, she started a whole new industry, contact lenses. <laughs> she also said, you can lead a girl to Vassa, but you cannot make her think. <laughs> no less a fellow author than Somerset Maugham remarked, that Dorothy Parker's humor bubbles up and overflows, especially when she writes verse. He must have had in mind the one that goes, oh, life is a glorious cycle of song, a medley of extemporanea, and love is a thing that can never go wrong, and I am Marie of Romania. <laughs> or this one. By the time you swear you're his, shivering and sighing, and he vows his passion is infinite, undying, lady, make a note of this, one of you is lying. <laughs> and now here is a poem by Miss Parker about two girls called Biographies. Now this is the story of Lucy Brown, a glittering jewel in virtue's crown. From earliest youth she aspired to please. She never fell down and dirtied her knees. She put all her pennies in savings banks. She never omitted her pleas and thanks. She swallowed her spinach without a squawk and patiently listened to teachers talk. She thoughtfully stepped over worms and ants and earnestly watered the potted plants. She didn't dismember expensive toys and never would play with the little boys. And when to young womanhood Lucy came, her mode of behavior was just the same. She was always safe in her home at dark and never went riding around the park. She wouldn't put powder upon her nose and petticoat sheltered her spotless hose. She knew how to market and mend and sweep by quarter past 10, she was sound asleep. In presence of elders, she held her tongue the way they did when the world was young. And people remarked in benign accord, you'll see that she gets her just reward. Observed their predictions were more than fair. She married an affluent millionaire, so gallant and handsome and wise and gay, and rated in Bradstreet at double A. 
and she lived with him happily all her life and made him a perfectly elegant wife. Now, <laughs> Marigold Jones, from her babyhood, was bad as the model Miss Brown was good. She stuck out her tongue at her grieving nurse. She frequently rifled her grandma's purse. She banged on the table and broke the plates. She jeered at the passing inebriates and tore all her dresses and ripped her socks and shattered the windows with fair-sized rocks. The words on the fences she'd memorized. She blackened her dear little brother's eyes and cut off her sister's abundant curls and never would play with little girls. <laughs> and when she grew up, as is hardly strange, her manner of life underwent no change, but faithfully followed her childhood plan. And once there was talk of a married man. <laughs> she sauntered in public in draperies, avoiding no secrecy to her knees. She constantly uttered what was not true. She flirted and petted off what have you, and tendered advice by her kind mama. Her answer, I shudder to state, was blah. <laughs> and people remarked in sepulchral tones, you see what becomes of Marigold Jones. Observe their predictions were more than fair. She married an affluent millionaire, so gallant and handsome and wise and gay, and rated in Bradstreet at double A, and she lived with him happily all her life and made him a perfectly elegant wife. <laughs> is your type. Well, I like the first one, but uh, I'd like to meet the second one. <laughs> You're so very attractive. Just my bad luck not to be sick today. <laughs> Betty, you know, I'm really delighted to finally meet you. And I'm delighted to finally meet you. You know, you've brought romance into millions of girls' lives. You and that other handsome television doctor. What's his name? I forgot. <laughs> now, come on, you didn't forget. Well, Betty, you don't know those ABC executives. They make you forget. You know, they've got ways. Well, whatever his name is, Dr. Javago. What I mean is there should be more romance in the world. I used to dream of a brave knight who carried me away in his white horse. Now I see him on television, and all he does is make my clothes white. You're right, Betty. It's the tempo of the times. You know, the days of gallantry are over. Well, when a man takes a girl out for a drive, he doesn't even go around and open the door. How do you open a door on a motorcycle? <laughs> well, thank you, Vince, for bringing romance to television. I have to go home now and watch another romantic show. Oh, really? Uh, which one is that? The Batman. <laughs>